The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. It's time now for the Doctor's Lounge Show with Dr. Scott Barber. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Doctor's Lounge. I'm Dr. Scott Barber, and you're listening to me on America's Web Radio. Today, I want to discuss the concept that critical thinking has never been more important. I've been trying to show you guys on this show what happened to us over the last several years in regard to medicine, the COVID pandemic, and and everything that happened to us with lockdowns and vaccines and masks and the politics of it all. And I really think we learned a lot as a society about just how corrupt our institutions were and how important it is for us to uh, engage in our own critical thinking and just the difficulty that we are having with debate in this country. Now, I have a person who's been working in my office with me for many years. Uh, this person is a about as far left as you can get. And of course, I'm not as far left as you can get. And I hadn't seen this person in a while, went to one of my clinics and we started talking. Uh, this person asked me about my kids and how life had been going. And I was trying to catch up with her as well. And she started asking me questions about politics, which I know better uh, than to get involved in a political conversation with this person because uh, we don't see eye to eye on things. And there's really no point in getting in a heated debate over something. Uh, but I fell for into the trap. Uh, she asked me what I thought was going on in the world. And I thought to myself, you know, things are so overwhelmingly obvious that the decisions that are being made right now in regard to printing money and just how horrible the economy is, the uh, border being wide open uh, with uh, fentanyl pouring into this country, uh, hundreds of thousands of American citizens dying as a result of us being poisoned by this uh, fentanyl. We've got human trafficking going on. Uh, the government is printing money and engaging in what I believe to be these money laundering oper- operations abroad where we're sending billions and billions of dollars to places like Ukraine. And there's nobody who's keeping account of this money. The Janet Yellen <clears throat> comes out uh, and uh, keeps telling us that uh, everything is hunky dory. Janet Yellen being uh, uh, the Fed chairman. And I thought to myself, let me just sort of point out a few of these basic things. And this person uh, in my office will start coming around to my way of thinking. And so I just pointed out inflation, just how horrible inflation is. And she said, uh, well, it's not that bad and it's coming down. And so I pulled up a Google statistic on it and it was extraordinarily high. It was around 2% under Trump and up as high as 7% and going up. Uh, I pointed out how the the numbers are not even real, that the uh, powers that be are manipulating statistics to try and make it look as uh, positive as possible. And it made me realize that it's very difficult to debate with somebody when you can't even agree on what an apple is. And so these sorts of things keep me up at night because I understand that the world is sort of engaged in this debate and we see this tension between uh, people in favor of this globalist 
uh, run world, this one world order, which I'm very much opposed to. And sort of uh, the people that are uh, wanting to focus on America and to uh, make America the uh, shining city on the hill that it has always been. And uh, medicine is a major battlefield in this uh, conflict. Uh, medicine allows for tremendous transfer of wealth, right? We just saw trillions of dollars spent with no questions asked. Uh, we had these uh, government bureaucrats like uh, Deborah Burks and Rochelle Walensky, the CDC directors, uh, coming out. And, you know, we're going to Fauci, of course, out there telling us we have to lock ourselves down. We have to wear masks. Uh Churches are closed because it's too dangerous, yet strip clubs and liquor stores remained open. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, this stuff is just completely out of control, and it bears no resemblance to reality. And so that is really the focus of the show today. I want to connect some dots to hopefully get people who still have the ability to see things critically and still have an open mind to start understanding what is happening to us that we are under a continuous psyop where the powers that be, whatever you want to call it, the globalist, the deep state, uh, the people in power, the regime are trying to manipulate us to believe uh, things are happening when they are not and wanting us to ignore things uh, that are obvious. Uh, I would say uh, when you look at the election that we had uh, this last time for president, I mean, I, I, I'm just... Uh, I'm old enough to to know and have seen enough elections. I do not remember ever in my life seeing the news stop calculating the tally for president. And uh, Trump was getting far ahead, and then uh, they decided to stop counting. And then when I woke up the next day, things were close. Uh, and then we had this sort of election season where it just kept going on and on and on until Joe Biden uh, was able to just nip uh, Trump in seven of the locations uh, that were sort of critical across the country. And of course, these are the seven locations that were accused of stuffing the ballot box. And uh, we're supposed to believe that uh, Joe Biden, who is, he's demonstrably uh, mentally slowing down. I don't think anybody on the planet could possibly argue that point. And we're being told, uh, that this uh, elderly man suffering from dementia with a video out there showing him uh, promising uh, to withhold a billion dollars of aid to Ukraine unless they fired the prosecutor uh, that was uh, investigating his son, uh, who was uh, getting a no-show paid job at uh, Burisma Oil Company in Ukraine. We're supposed to believe uh, that he got 80 million votes. So uh, I'm hoping that this awakening... And this, uh, re, you know, I want everybody to be reacquainted with the truth because I no longer can live in the Truman Show here. I'm getting sick and tired of having annoy, uh, annoy, having to ignore facts and, and issues that are right before my eyes. Now, I'm going to start the show by talking about the Super Bowl. Now, I did not watch the Super Bowl. I, my father, uh, as many of you know, uh, is a veteran buried with full military honors in Arlington National Cemetery. I'm very proud of that. He's a Vietnam veteran. I love my dad. My dad was was an amazing man. Uh, and uh, the you know the um, the NFL has decided to 
take a, a, a hard stance against all of my values. They disparage the country. They refused to stand for the national anthem. Uh, I understand they didn't even play the normal national anthem or they got some other national anthem that they played. Uh, we have uh, football players. I know there's a quarterback who uh, tried to give the glory to God and, and Jesus Christ is Savior in the NFL or ESPN or whatever edited out that part so that we couldn't see that he praised God. And so I just, I'm not watching. I'm done with the NFL. And at this point, uh, there's really nothing they could ever do to bring me back. Having said that, my kids had a big Super Bowl party. And so they had a bunch of uh, kids over and they were watching. I went downstairs and I happened to notice that they have Pfizer commercials on that are talking about Pfizer and the new vaccine and new medications and everything like that. And I, I'm just thinking to myself, are we not aware of what just happened? Are we just going to go on as if what we just went through with the entire COVID pandemic? Are we going to act as if that didn't just happen? And it makes me wonder, are people even aware of all that happened? Because the regime is really good at sort of just uh allowing things to go by the wayside. You know, we just had a situation here where uh, Joe Biden is caught red-handed, busted, illegally taking home documents, and they just say, well, he's too demented to stand trial, so we're going to let it slide, but he's going to continue to be president and have control of the nuclear football. I mean, this kind of stuff doesn't, doesn't make any sense anymore. Uh, and, I, you know, I've never seen Travis Kelsey play football. I don't listen to Taylor Swift, although I got to admit, I like a lot of her music. You know, I've heard it before. I can't stand her politics. I don't know what's happened to her. Uh, but, you know, we know in this world that uh, to be on the left is easy, whether you go to college or anything else in life. Uh, you can do whatever you want. Nobody seems to bother you. You can burn down the, the country and it's okay. But if you take a conservative point of view, you risk your job. You, list, you risk your life. You list, risk all of your status in society. And so... I see a commercial there with Travis Kelsey with a Band-Aid on his shoulder after he just got another vaccine, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, okay. I have got to hit this again and talk about uh, what went down uh, during COVID because this kind of stuff is driving me crazy. And one of the greatest uh, images of just what danger we are in right now, just how society has completely fallen, how we have lost our way, our morals, our ethics, our ability to critically think uh, can be demonstrated by the fact that the American Academy of Pediatric Surgeons still has this COVID vaccine on the vaccine schedule for our children, for their own children, uh, for a disease that has little to no chance of uh, injuring children. Uh, and a vaccine that's uh, evidence is growing that is dangerous. And I'm going to prove it to you today. I'm going to show you that even the people in power understand that there are questions out there, which begs the question, why are we continuing to mandate this vaccine on children who have little to no chance of being injured by COVID? It's driving me insane. And I kind of want to first um, play a bunch of people in their own words so we can kind of see in sort of a timeline how they have been lying to us. And when they get caught in the lie, they have a pathetic excuse. And then as a society, we seem to just let them off the hook, keep moving forward. And then people apparently are lining up to get their next vaccine. I just don't get it. Um, 
you know, I remember when the when the pandemic first started coming around, you know, I've talked about this many times on the show that, uh, you know, the cloth and paper masks don't work. In fact, the N95 mask doesn't work in vivo. That's another story. But the point is, is that for the prevention of these respiratory type illnesses, uh, cloth and paper masks absolutely do not work. It's not equivocal. I, I don't have to put any uh, qualifiers on there like, you know, I'm trying to protect myself uh, from all the, uh, you know, word police out there and all the people who want to cancel. Uh, I don't have to do that. I studied it at length in medical school, and it's on two fronts. Number one, I'm correct. And we just had the Cochrane Review, which is the preeminent uh, repository of scientific information, come out and confirm in a meta-analysis that masks don't work. But they didn't discover anything new. We knew that the mask didn't work before the COVID pandemic. And to say it got you canceled. And I remember thinking to myself, I should say that. I'm a doctor. I have experience here. Uh, I have a duty to my patients, and I have a duty to the truth to share what I know. And then I was convinced by people around me that uh, at a time when people were very scared that if I disparaged the mask, that I would create fear in these people because a lot of people apparently were depending on the mask to protect themselves. And if I were to come out and say the mask don't work, I would just create uh, unneeded anxiety in these people. And I thought to myself, okay, that's a, a reasonable th- thought. And so in the beginning, I was a bit muted about it. Now, I did come out. I did a spot on Fox News. They interviewed me, and I did comment on how uh, masks uh, didn't work. Uh, but then soon after, I realized that the proponents of the vaccine, the lockdowns, the masks were turning anybody who wouldn't wear a mask into a Nazi hate crime. And that's where I really got enraged. And I had to say to myself, I will never do that again. I will never uh, mute the truth. Uh, sometimes the truth hurts, but uh, the truth shall set you free. And so I am committed to uh, the truth from here on out. Um, and I want to kind of go and take a trip down memory lane to help remind everybody of everything. And I, you know, I get all of my clips here that I want to play for you guys. And I know I play the Marty McCary clip, so I'm not going to play it today. But Marty McCary pointing out when he was testifying before Converse, Congress that the greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the COVID pandemic was the United States government. We've proved that over and over again, how they manipulate data. They they uh, just uh, they cancel data. Uh, and they just move full steam ahead despite the facts. And the thing that really bugs me is the smugness of all these uh, thought leaders on the left, whether it be late night talk show hosts, comedians, uh, the so-called, and I use this in hilarious quotes, the news anchors on places like MSNBC and CNN that lie to us continually about everything and how they even have a platform, how anybody believes them anymore is beyond me. But sadly, I went to the hospital the other day to do a case and I went through the doctor's lounge uh, to go grab a water on my way to the locker room to change into my scrubs. And of course, every single TV set was on CNN. And I'm thinking to myself, Folks, these are the intelligentsia, right? These are the doctors. These are your so-called smart people, the people that you're going to depend to protect you and your children from illness and disease and make 
tough decisions about complicated things. And these clowns are watching CNN. And it, I, I, I shake my head when I see it because I just can't believe it. You know, I just can't believe it. Now, I remember back when they were browbeating us into getting masks put on our face at all times. We all remember seeing videos of people being thrown off planes because their two-year-old kid wouldn't keep the mask on. I mean, it was utterly insane. We would go to restaurants. I'd have to wear my mask to the table, but then I could take my mask off to eat my food. But then I had to put my mask on to leave. I mean, the world has completely lost its mind. And then I'm looking at the data. I'm looking at the CDC reporting on the effect of COVID on children, and I see it's less than the flu. And yet, if I don't get people vaccinated, then I'm committing a hate crime. And then it got to the point where if I even publicly say, hey, I don't think you got to get the vaccine, there was an effort to get my license taken from me and to discredit me and to be labeled a known spreader of misinformation. And it's funny to me because as we look back uh, on history now, everything that Hal and I were saying on this TV show turned out to be TV show <laughs> on this podcast turned out to be 100% correct, right? We talked about, and, and the way we couch things, I remember when we were talking about the vaccine, I was saying, listen, there are issues with vaccines that are just issues with all vaccines. It takes 10 years before we know the full ramifications of a vaccine, both good and bad, and that taking the vaccine was a risk analysis. And I looked at it for my children, and I'm thinking to myself, my kids have less risk of being hurt by COVID than they do the flu. Why would I give them a new experimental vaccine, especially one that's the, the likes of which we've never seen before, right? This wasn't a live virus or killed virus like a typical vaccine. This was new mRNA technology, which we've gone over the biology many times. So you're talking about taking a vaccine that puts mRNA into your system that goes to your cells that stimulates your cells to produce the spike protein, which gets exhibited on all your healthy cells to stimulate your immune system to attack. And I mean, I just in two minutes of thinking, it's like, why would I want that? Like things could happen. I don't know, like myocarditis or infertility or uh, worse. And of course, we are seeing those things happening left and right. And of course, all of the powers that be, whether it's our three-letter institutions, our governments, are all trying to conceal the facts about what's going on. But even in their effort to conceal it, it's still obvious. Now, I want to go back to Rachel Maddow. And I always like this clip because it is emblematic of the entire movement uh, to force everyone into masks, into lockdowns, and into vaccines. It, the, the confidence, the smugness, the disdain that they have for the people that refuse to comply. I want you to just be reminded about Rachel Maddow on MSNBC. It means that instead of the vaccine being able, excuse me, it means for instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person to person, spreading and spreading, sickening some of them, but not all of them. And the ones that it doesn't sicken don't know they have it. And then they give it to even more people because they didn't recognize they were... Right? Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way. Now we know that the. Come on. Stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. 
that means the vaccines will get us to the end of this. If we just go fast enough to get the whole population. So the best part of that, the, the best part of that is you have to see Rachel Maddow's facial expressions, the smugness, the disdain, the, you know, really what she's feeling right there is you are an idiot because you can't see that if you don't get this vaccine, you are a known spreader of a disease. You're a murderer. That That's what they're trying to connote there was like, if you don't do what they say to do, then you're an evil person. And to normal thinking people at the time, it's kind of like, well, if you have your mask and your vaccine, you're fully protected. What difference does it make if uh, what I do? And it just that was kind of the thing that got my uh, antenna up about this is weird. Like you got this disease that's not really hurting most people. There were some people at risk, older folks with comorbid conditions, of course. Uh, but young people, school age children were never at risk of this. And the the evidence was clear right from the beginning. I know because I was reviewing it myself and thinking critically. And uh, and yet they were pushing this in such a way that it really got my my antenna up. And then um, I remember uh, Rochelle Walensky. She was the CDC director and she came out and she told us kind of the same thing. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. So... She came out and she told us, you understand this is the CDC director, right? So basically anything that happens in medicine, you know, it's like the, the, the people that want to use the CDC, if the CDC says it, it's just law. Like I, you can't even argue it because that was kind of the thing that was going on when we were torturing our children by forcing them to wear masks in school. The lawsuits were being brought. I think it started down in Florida. And uh, my friends were involved in this, and they were telling me that the way the scam would go is they'd show up in court. The uh, lawyer for the people would say, hey, listen, we don't think these masks are working. And then you'd get a nurse from the CDC saying, no, no, the CDC says the masks work. And then the judges would just go, okay, that's it. The CDC said so, so it's end of the trial, so we're going to continue with these mask mandates. Never allowing us to debate the facts. So here you got the CDC director saying in the beginning – that the real world data, the data data is telling us that the masks and the vaccines work. Okay. All right. That doesn't make no sense to me. Right. Cause clearly, uh, they weren't working and I was saying it out loud. I remember. And then I was trying to use at the time, I was just trying to look at the data for myself. And what I was noticing was, they were putting out correct data in a lot of instances. They were putting out a lot of lies, too, and lies that were obvious. We've chronicled them on this show many times, right? The New England Journal of Medicine and The Lancet came out with those fake studies trying to discredit hydroxychloroquine, and they had to retract those studies two weeks after publication uh, when they were busted uh, fabricating the data. There was no real data. It was just completely made up, which I always said, like, isn't that a huge story? You got the two most prominent medical journals on planet earth and they lied 
And that's what happened too, folks. Don't mis- don't misunderstand. It wasn't like they put out information and then they later discovered like, oh, maybe it was inaccurate. They made it up. It was a complete lie. Okay. And people like me were calling it out. Of course, there were others. But then uh, I posted this on uh, Twitter at the time. It's X now. And it went viral. And this is uh, Rochelle Walensky admitting what we already knew. Um, our vaccines are working exceptionally well. Why? They continue to work well for Delta with regard to severe illness and death. They prevent it. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. So if you're going home to somebody who has not been vaccinated, to somebody who can't get vaccinated, somebody who might be immunosuppressed or a little bit fail, uh, frail, somebody who has um, uh, comorbidities that put them at high risk, I would suggest you wear a mask in public indoor setting. Okay, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I just heard Rachel Maddow say, if you take the vaccine, it stops. It can't go and infect another person, you morons, you lousy, unwashed scumbags. Then I had to listen to Rachel, not Rachel, I had to listen to uh, CDC Director Walensky Tell me how the real world data shows that it's stopping transmission. This is what we're seeing in in real life. And then she has to come out and say, uh, and it's weird the way they do it too, right? Well, the vaccines work amazingly well, but what they can't do is prevent transmission. Wait, wait a second. Why, why am I taking the vaccine? Oh, that's right. You telling me that the vaccine is making it so that I get less virulent disease. That was sort of a moving target. That was not what they said. What they said was, you don't get the disease, you don't get sick. Then when people started transmitting the disease and still getting the disease after they uh, took the vaccine, then they came out and said, no, 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 that's not what we meant. What we meant was, even if you get the vaccine, you can still get it. You just won't get as sick, which, of course, is a stupid thing to say because that's not something that we can measure that we feel less sick uh, than we would have otherwise. And so I'm sitting here thinking to myself as a reasonably educated person that they came out and they lied, right, with the New England Journal of Medicine and the Lancet. They lied uh, about masks working. They lied about the vaccines working. And I thought people would go, oh, okay, so we don't have to listen to these clowns anymore. But no. This, you know, they still would say, well, the CDC says so, and this is CDC recommendations. And anybody who was like, I just want to ask some questions, was labeled a known spreader of misinformation and attacked. Uh, now, there were people that were asking questions, right? So you have uh, Walensky saying that the vaccines work great, and that's what all the data is showing. But then she comes out and says they don't work. They can't stop tra- transmission. So, of course, you got to keep wearing your mask. And in her final congressional testimony in June of 2023, uh, she admitted at a national level, we have never been able to get hospitalization, vaccination and covid data. We did not get data in aggregate on vaccination and hospitalizations. All that all that data that you are filling out on electronic health records does not translate into public health data. I want you to listen to this clown. Now, this is Rochelle Walensky being interviewed by my good buddy, um, uh, Congressman Rich McCormick in a congressional hearing. I want to hear how, uh, I want you guys to hear how she does the rope a dope here. You mentioned 
during the opening statements, uh, you said, uh, or actually during the open question, you said uh, that we didn't get information on vaccinated hospitalizations, which surprised me. I thought we did have some of that. Uh, I imagine I also carried over to ICU visits and probably deaths, too, because we don't have that. Just to be clear, we don't have that at a national level. We at CDC collect data in cohorts so that we can follow that for vaccine effectiveness studies. But at a national level, we get hospitalization data. We get hospitalization for COVID data. But at a national level, we have never been able to get hospitalization, never. vaccination, and COVID. Yeah, so that, that, That's that weird. worries me because it seems to skew the data. And I see you nod your head. Yes, I agree. Well, well it's, I think it's, it just speaks to the real challenges in our data flows and our ability to give data back to the American people when we don't have full line of sight of all the data that people are interested in. Couldn't agree with you more, which I spent so much time, every time I admitted a patient, every time... He's an emergency room doctor. I filled out an egregious amount of EHR uh, paperwork in order to answer every question before I did any treatment or any admission. And yet, we never collected data on one of the most important statistics of all, which is vaccinated patients and the effectiveness of hospitalizations versus ICUs versus deaths, there wasn't a fair conversation. It seems like that was avoided. Were you asking for that information or was that just something that they didn't want to collect? So, Dr. McCormick, let me just be clear. Um, What I want, we were looking at that in our vaccine effectiveness cohorts, in our vision and IV cohorts, so that we could report that out on vaccine effectiveness data. We were looking at that because we knew that that was critically important. But I do want to emphasize that we did not get data in aggregate. We are, again, just to be clear, we're not looking for PII here. We did we did not get data in aggregate um, on vaccination and hospitalizations. All that data that you're falling, filling out in the EHR does not translate into public health data and that is really why i've said our data highways are so clearly important if we are going to report on what is you know if on the outcomes that people are asking for and our data authorities are so clearly important so we can okay i can't even take this clown anymore are are you following what's going on here we had our churches closed of course they kept the strip clubs and the liquor stores open but the churches were closed you lost your job if you didn't want to get the vaccine in many cases. Uh, if you didn't follow their masking, you know, we saw people thrown off planes. They absolutely abused people who had questions. Now she's trying to play the victim here like, oh, you have to understand. It is not my responsibility. These, what did she say? These line of sights of the data, you can't see. What are you talking about? You guys made children and everybody else get this treatment, and now you're saying we didn't have access to the data? And here's another thing. I was telling you guys on the inside, as a doctor on the inside, they weren't collecting the data. They weren't doing it. I was there all the time where patients would come in, and it's like you know, people would say, like, hey, I'm bringing my dad, and I know I have a personal friend whose father died, got pneumonia, was very elderly, and we were trying to tell them, like, hey, he's vaccinated, he's vaccinated, and they're telling us, like, yeah, don't worry about it. We don't need to document that. I mean, this was complete manipulation, and any time something fell through, they had another excuse uh, for why uh, they're victims here. And, I mean, I you just don't get to have it both ways. You don't get to force me and my children and everybody in my family to take an experimental vaccine and telling me that if I don't take it, I'm the one who's hurting other people. And, you know, we've played the videos of all these leftists who say 
if you didn't get the vaccine and you have some other problem, you go to the hospital, you should be denied care. And now they're saying, well, we didn't know what was going on. Oh, it gets much worse. It gets much worse. And that's why I'm having this show today. I got Travis Kelsey out there with a Band-Aid on his shoulder, and they're acting like the rest of this stuff didn't happen. People, the time for hoping that you can keep your head down and things will change is over. You have got to start gravitating towards the truth. Let's listen to Jim, uh, Congressman Jim Jordan confront Rochelle Walensky. This is a beauty. I now recognize Mr. Jordan from Ohio. For Thank you, minutes. Mr. Chairman. Doctor, why did you and the Biden administration mislead the American people? Um, you'd have to say more. I March, March 29, 2021. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus. Vaccinated people don't get sick. We got that information from clinical trials, but also real world data. Seems to me there are a number of statements you make in there that aren't accurate. Um, do vaccinated people carry the virus? In March of 2021, um, the vast majority of data demonstrated that the vast majority of people were not getting infected if they were vaccinated. That's not what you said. You didn't say the vast majority of people. You said vaccinated people do not carry the virus. Was that accurate? Uh, it was generally accurate. Generally accurate. Why not just be accurate? Why not just tell the American people the truth? Why not say, why not you say to the American people just what you said to me? We're big boys and girls. We pay your salary. The government is supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people. Why not just tell us the truth? Uh, I was speaking. Well, six weeks later, when you said if you were to get infected during post-vaccination, you can't give it to anyone else, was that accurate? Uh, what was the date of that? May 19, 2021. Um, at the time, we had the Wuhan strain and then the Alpha strain. That was the Alpha strain that was circulating. That was generally true. Yeah. Generally true again? Why not again? Why not tell the American people this is generally true? Um, I couldn't tell you the exact data on the vaccine effectiveness of symptomatic disease and severe disease at the time. What I can tell you is that we generally saw that if you were to get infected after you had been vaccinated, that you were not carrying the virus by transmitting it to somebody else. You could not transmit it to others. I'm just telling you as a doctor, she's talking gobbledygook. It was at the time. She's lying. Now, what happened? Yes, in May of 2021, that was was true for the Alpha variant. What what happened? Let me ask you about all the general statements that were made to the American people, not general statements, the way you guys said it. You said, uh, was it our tax dollars? Were our tax dollars used in the lab in, in China? Uh, that is something that you would have to speak to NIH about. She Our knows that they were. Use, uh, it, it sure looks like it was gain-of-function research. It sure looks like it actually came from the lab, and we've had several agencies. We know that's true, that's too. That's, in fact, where the virus originated. The Biden administration has told us that the vaccinated couldn't get it. We know that's not accurate. The, the Biden administration told us the vaccinated couldn't transmit it. They told us mass works, and they told us there was no such thing as natural immunity. That seems to me to be, what, seven different statements that turned out not to be true that we got from this administration. Again, why not just tell the American people the truth? Um, so I would dispute some of what you just said. In October 2021, CDC released a scientific brief highlighting all of the science that was out there on infection-induced immunity. And there, I, I don't know the long list that you – I don't remember all the long list, but there are numerous areas where we have provided science um, and the science review to, to provide data to the American people as soon as we had it. I actually think what happened is you actually tried to be honest with the American people and the Biden administration shot you down. You remember when you said this in February, this is before you made these statements, which I think are not uh, not being square with the American people. You said vaccination of teachers is not a prerequisite for safely reopening schools. Did you make that statement? Uh, something to that effect. I can't exactly say the quote, but yeah. Vaccinations of teachers is not a prerequisite for safely reopening schools. I think you made that statement on February 3rd. Um, do, you, do you stand by that statement? 
Um, at the time, yeah. I, I, that we, we had an, uh, a week later or 10 days later, we had an operational guidance that demonstrated layered mitigation strategies and that you could safely reopen. Were you speaking as, were you speaking as Dr. Walensky or were you speaking as Dr. Walensky, head of the CDC? Um, I have said that while I've been in front of Congress and the media, um, in press conferences, I, during my tenure as CDC director, I've been speaking as the CDC director. But that's not what the White House said, right? Uh, Jen Zaki said, Dr. Walensky spoke to this in her personal capacity. Do you remember that statement? I do. Uh, who's right? Uh, Jen Zaki or you? Well, I will tell you that I was speaking in my, my, um, looks role to me, as the CDC looks director. To me, looks to me like what happened is in February, you said, I'm going to be honest with the American people. I'm going to give it to them straight. Vaccination of teachers is not a prerequisite for safely opening schools. And the Biden administration hung you out to dry. They said, nope, she ain't talking for us. She ain't talking as the head of the CDC. She's talking as Dr. Walensky. And then a month later, you said, well, you know what? I better not be totally honest with the American people. So I'm going to say vaccinated people do not carry the virus and they don't get sick. And everyone understands, like, wow, I know someone who's been vaccinated. They've gotten sick afterwards. I think what happened is you try to be honest and they said no. And then you said, well, I'm going to have to hedge a little bit. I'm going to have to give the American people misleading statements from the head of the CDC. You were speaking as head of the CDC in both situations, right? I have said I've been speaking as the head of the CDC. All the time? Yeah. Well, it would have been nice if you'd have just been honest and straightforward with the American people every single time throughout this uh, throughout this virus. With that, I yield back. So here you got Rochelle Walensky. She's just confronted with the facts. And she's busted. You know, she's busted and they've all been busted and it, they just move along as if we are not going through this. And I have questions. I want to know, why do I have to cede all authority to the CDC now? Because at the very minimum, they were wrong on lots of really important stuff. And at the worst, they're knowingly lying to us and forcing us to do something that is causing harm and death to a lot of people. Okay. Now, you know, uh, that there was, there was an intention there, right? They were trying to, uh, force behavior and, and so they were using every, uh, every trick at their disposal to try and manipulate us to engage in behavior that a lot of us had questions about. And I know this to be true. Let's just listen to Anthony Fauci in his own words talk about how easy it is to force us to do things we don't want to do. Listen to this clown. This on Laura Ingram. surfaced interview reveals what he really wanted out of all those COVID mandates. Once people feel empowered and protected Legally, you were going to have schools, universities, and colleges are going to say, you want to come to this college, buddy? You're going to get vaccinated. It's been proven that when you make it difficult for people in their lives, they lose their ideological bull and they get vaccinated. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So I don't even understand what's going on here. I mean, look at it. You got this disease that reasonable, uh, intelligent people can look at and make risk analysis. Like, uh, I was going through the data myself and I could see what was going on right off the bat and I'm an educated person. And for myself, I thought, I don't want this vaccine. 
I know that it takes 10 years to know the full ramifications of a vaccine. And I see that this, that I'm not really anybody who's at risk from this disease and I would choose uh, not to do it. And yet they just wouldn't let it lie. And one of the big lies that came out at the time is, do you guys remember where you were when the World Health Organization, another three-letter agency that the people in our orbit that are the far left people, these globalists want to completely cede authority to the World Health or- the World Health Organization. There's a treaty that's looming out there that's going to give the World Health Organization uh, massive power over United States citizens in times of uh, healthcare crises, which these clowns will turn anything into. The CO2, they're going to use climate change, and you're going to lose a lot of your freedom. And uh, I don't understand why I want to cede power to the CDC, because do you remember when they came out and said that the mortality rate for COVID was 3.4%. Let's listen to this. Organization, the death rate of the coronavirus is rising. 3.4% is higher. Twice as deadly as previous estimates. 3.4% state of emergency. emergency. Well, I think the 3.4% is really a false number. Based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people that do this, I think the number is way under 1%. So to fact check, the World Health Organization says the coronavirus death rate is 3.4%. President Trump lies that the World Health Organization is wrong. The number is 3.4%. 3.4% is what it's being reported around the world. Maybe it deadly so much death. The death rate. The percentage is 3.4%. And no hunch from the president can change that. Trump lied about the most recent World Health Organization estimate that the global death rate of coronavirus is 3.4%. The 3.4% death rate was wrong. And WHO data later updated it to a fraction of 1%. Let's go back into history. Trump has a hunch that the death rate is lower than 1%. Way under 1%. Way under 1%. someone put a mozzarella stick in his stupid old... Trump lied to viewers about the mortality rate. Way under 1%. False information. He's spreading disinformation. Disinformation and dangerous. Disinformation. If you're president of the United States, you have the world's greatest scientists at your disposal. You listen to them. Leading scientists, including Dr. Fauci, wrote in the New England Journal of Medicine that the death rate could be considerably less than 1%. Way under 1%. Why are you going on national television and contradicting experts based on a hunch? His fake hunch was some fake math. The president somehow thinks it could be lower than 1% based on nothing. Based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people that do this. Outright lies. Contradicting health officials on fatality rates. It's not a time for Donald Trump to be calling into cable shows. It's a time for the CDC. What is CDC's best estimate of the fatality rate? Somewhere between half a percent and 1%. Somewhere between half a percent and one percent, it ended up getting put down to 0.2 percent. Okay, now there's so much there that's important. You've got late night talk show comedians. You've got hosts on MSNBC and CNN mocking President Trump and calling him a liar. They're saying President Trump is a liar for going against experts. Remember what we talk about on the show all the time. They don't want you thinking for yourself. They don't want you doing your own research. They want you to listen to their own experts, which are putting out this 3.4% mortality rate. Now I'm going to take you through a little exercise in common sense to show you how stupid this was. Now, I remember thinking to myself that they were keeping track of sick people that were in the hospital, okay? So sick people that went into the hospital, and then of those sick people that were into the hospital, 
uh, some got admitted into the ICU, and then a certain number of those people died. So what they did, these clowns, was they took the number of people admitted into the hospital, right? So you're talking about people who already a fraction of a fraction of people uh, that are sick enough to go to the hospital, and then they're saying 3.4% of those people died. That does not make the mortality rate of COVID 3.4%, right? You understand that there are zillions of people out there, and I'm being hyperbolic for any of the clowns out there. Oh, he's spreading misinformation. He said zillions. There were lots and lots of people out there that were not sick or so minimally sick that they didn't go to the hospital. We now know, and a lot of studies showed that upwards of 90% of people were totally asymptomatic when they got the disease. And that was obvious right off the bat. And I remember when the Royal College of London first came out and said 3.4%, I was just stunned because it was just so irresponsible. And I remember thinking to myself, why would they do this to freak people out? I'm looking at how they're calculating it, and it's so obviously disingenuous. And then I start doing research and I start to realize like, oh, this is a scam they do all the time where the Royal College of London will come out with some uh, fake study. The World Health Organization goes around and bribes doctors to support stuff. And then pharmaceutical companies end up selling drugs to uh, third world countries, uh, 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 you know, that are inappropriate. And you can go read about this stuff on your own. I was unaware of it, but there was lots of data out there that the CD or the World Health Organization had been busted in the past for that, for uh, allowing uh, outside entities to bribe the doctors into endorsing certain products. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I never knew that. They never taught me that in medical school. That would have been good information to know. It goes back to our core principle here about you do not cede authority to anybody just because of their education, because of their title, because of their position. People are human and humans are sinners and they're fallible. And people have differences of opinions. That's natural. On most things of any substance or significance, you're going to have uh, people that that disagree. And so in order to arrive at the truth, we have to allow free speech. And that's why I'm always talking about these people. That's why I always play these clips of Congressman Massey confronting John Kerry about climate change. Because you see how clownish John Kerry is when he cannot defend his position. And that's why they have to force you to accept the findings of their so-called experts. And they have to prevent you uh, from from listening to any dissenting opinion. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why are they so interested in doing this? You know, I remember we've talked about my my old roommate from college. You know, I went through this whole uh, situation with him. And, you know, he said, I, I understand what you're saying, Scott, but you're asking me to believe that the whole world is involved in a conspiracy. And it's not that. It's that the whole world is make, made up of human beings that are all sinners. We all are, me included. We're all battling to be better people. Well, I don't know if everybody's battling to be better people, but we're all sinners and many of us are trying to be better. And so in a scenario like that, you're always going to get corruption. That is the beauty of the American experiment in, in, in our Republican form of government. I hate to use the term democracy. They'll say our democracy all the time because they're Democrats and they want you to believe that we're a democracy. We're not a, a democracy. We're a representative republic. And there is an enormous difference 
The democracy is mob rule. That's what got everybody's heads cut off in the French Revolution. We are a representative republic. We have the rule of law. Now, we're not really adhering to the rule of law, but we as free people have got to stand up for truth. And this COVID situation provides us with such a cut and dry set of facts that can be provable, true and false. And from that information, we need to extrapolate out that these news organizations are lying to us about everything on a regular basis, that our three-letter agencies are not just wrong. They're promoting an agenda, right? The New England Journal of Medicine and the Lancet did not make a mistake when they published those fake studies against hydroxychloroquine. That was purposeful. There's no way that that got past the peer review unless they were in on it, okay? The World Health Organization and the Royal College of London, they knew the mortality rate wasn't 3.4%. They knew that. They're not that stupid. That was intentional. And then you have this clown show of people, these late-night comedians, the Rachel Maddows, just so smug. And then when they're wrong, there's no contrition on their part. You know, they they just continue to move along because they have an agenda, okay? Now, it's even worse than that, okay? Because if you start really looking at the data, and that's the stuff that's coming out, you have real-world data that's coming out that's being analyzed by very smart people. There's one of them, Steve Kirsch. He's got a great Sustack. I get a lot of information here. And he's just been reviewing the data that the Medicare and other institutions, government institutions are putting out, and he's using his ability to evaluate data to make some profound discoveries. And I think you guys should know about them. Here, this is from Steve Kirsch's Substack. New Medicare data makes it clear that the COVID vaccines have killed millions of people worldwide. Wait, wait a second. Did I misread that? New Medicare data makes it clear that the COVID vaccines have killed millions of people worldwide. Wow, that's weird. I haven't heard that on the news. I haven't heard CNN or MSNBC mention that. Now, this is information that's out there. Does it not warrant at least a debate, right? Should I not, like, at least discuss it? No, no. They have to shut your mouth if you bring anything up. And so... He basically goes through this long analysis of it. I'm just going to kind of read you some of his executive summary, but he says, this article has four new charts from Medicare data that have never been revealed publicly. The key takeaways are, number one, the COVID vax increased the baseline risk of death. Well, that's pretty scary. Um, let's see. Uh, number two. So it said basically... Uh, his key takeaways. Number one, the COVID vaccine increased the baseline risk of death in the elderly by over 10%. This is very consistent with what Dennis Rancor and others have found. Okay, so there are scientists out there that are publishing data that are demonstrating this stuff. And as an observer, I would like to discuss this further because that seems quite important to me. If you're telling me the vaccine is more likely to cause death based on your analysis of Medicare data, I would like to explore that further because I noticed that it's still on the pediatric schedule for children. Number two, since April of 2022, the unvaccinated fared better than COVID vaccinated from a mortality perspective. 
This could be true earlier than April 2022, but I currently lack the data to show this. There were no COVID humps and the seasonal increase in the mortality was lower than for the vaccinated. Well, that's weird. That's coming out in a lot of places. We just had a huge thing in Canada. I'm going to go over that uh, on a later show where they're also looking at Canadian statistics that's showing an increased mortality among the vaccinated. Number three, COVID hasn't been killing anyone since April of 2022 in any significant numbers. This means that there was absolutely no reason for anybody to get a booster shot after April 2022. Even if the vaccine were safe and worked perfectly, there's no data supporting a need for it. And we think, I think we all know this to be true, right? You know, people have gotten COVID now and they're really not sick and we all kind of treat it like the flu. And you've had those little jokes with your friends about don't let anybody know you got, you got the flu or COVID. You know, you, you have these jokes about. Uh, somebody will say, oh, I got the flu, and somebody will make a comment like, oh, I didn't think it was legal to get the flu anymore. You guys know. The flu vaccines have a day zero mortality rate that exceeds the one excess death per M doses criteria for safe vaccines. The flu vaccines are clearly unsafe and should be immediately pulled from the market. The flu vaccines have also no hospitalization benefit whatsoever. So that's new stuff. Cheryl Atkinson has been posting some stuff on that, and I've been reading a lot about the flu vaccine that I used to just ignore, but I'm starting to read it now that I've gone through this whole COVID uh, situation. And then he notes in number five, the CDC never cites the Medicare data as proof of vaccine safety and efficacy for any vaccine because the data shows the opposite. All data is kept hidden from the public view. So you'll never see any of the graphs shown in this article from the CDC, even though they have the data. They basically only publish data that fits their narrative. Now, we know this to be true, right? I mean, I've shown this. Cheryl Atkinson just posted one and it's clear as day. Um, Cheryl Atkinson was looking at a, um, a report that came out and it uh, posted the information on the COVID vaccine and its administration to children. But it's weird how <clears throat> it uh, makes a conclusion that an, an intelligent person uh, wouldn't necessarily make. So you're looking at the data and the conclusion they come up is kind of different than when somebody else looks at it. So what we see here is CDC data. So this is information from the CDC. COVID vaccinated kids are more likely to be hospitalized for respiratory illness. So that's when you read the study. Did, and you heard me right. COVID vaccinated kids are more likely to be hospitalized for respiratory illness. So she reports uh, on this study that was um, posted. Uh, in today's perverted informational, this is Cheryl Atkinson. In today's perverted information and medical environment, you can count on at least one thing. Any data that shows concerns with COVID vaccination or any vaccination is likely to somehow be twisted into a recommendation for more people to get vaccinated. When reading studies promoted by CDC and other traditional medical sources, it is important to get past the analysis and calculus chosen by the agency doctors trying to promote the vaccines at any cost. Look at the actual data and crunching the numbers reveals often ignored facts. In a recent CDC study, not noted in the summaries or the write-ups, the data shows the vast majority of kids in the U.S. are unvaccinated. 
for COVID. So the vast majority of kids in the U.S. are unvaccinated for COVID. And the vast majority of hospital visits of kids for any reason were among the unvaccinated. Okay, so most kids are unvaccinated and most kids that go to the hospital are unvaccinated. But the COVID vaccinated kids were disproportionately more likely to get intensive care treatment, 5.4% for the vaccinated versus 4.5% for the unvaccinated. They were more likely to be admitted to inpatient treatment, 55% for the vaccinated, 44% for the unvaccinated, and they were more likely to require supplemental oxygen. 36% for the vaccinated and to only 28% for the unvaccinated. And they were also uh, forced or they were also uh, having longer hospital stays, three uh, three days for the vaccinated, two days for the unvaccinated. And the mortality rate was higher in the vaccinated, 0.094% for the vaccinated versus 0.031% for the vaccinated. This is what the raw data says. I mean, you're reading the article and they say this out loud. The vaccinated kids taken to the hospital have been vaccinated for COVID uh, the last uh, time, two to three months prior to the hospital visits. But the CDC concludes that this data proves that COVID vaccines benefit children, even though they have little to no risk from serious illness from the COVID. So when you read the the uh, the CDC study and you read their conclusion or in the abstract, it says, When compared with receipt of no vaccines among children, receipt of COVID-19 MRI vaccine doses was 40% effective in preventing emergency room visits and hospitalizations. So they completely ignore all of the data. They publish it, but that's not what they say in their note. Now, when I ask you, you know, the question, how did we get to this place where doctors that are supposed to take the Hippocratic Oath, that are supposed to be protecting us, uh, how are they allowing this to happen? And I, it's a question I have too, but for 30 years, I've been watching medical schools push this left-wing socialized medicine agenda, and I want you to listen to a medical student from Wisconsin uh, and how she's talking about the abortion of full-term babies. Listen to this. I think abortion should be unrestrictive, and I think when somebody finds out in pregnancy – when or how far along that they are when someone finds out they should be able to get an abortion if they want to and for some people that is full term if i can't get abortion training here if i can't perform abortions in my career i will not stay in wisconsin and a lot of my colleagues who are on the same track agree all right thank you so when i was in medical school we used to have ethics class and we used to talk about the ethics of a lot of different situations in medicine and they're very complicated, right? They can be very difficult. You think it's easy, but at the end of the day, a physician is supposed to promote life. You know, we are supposed to be there to promote life. The Hippocratic Oath is to do no harm. And sadly, what we got is institutions that that is not, that is not an abnormal position. In fact, That is the normal position, to murder a baby at full term. And we know that after-term abortion, Obama voted for after-term abortions three separate times. That's on the record. I'm sorry, after-birth abortion is murder. We heard Governor Ralph Northam from Virginia talking about on, on audio tape. You could hear him say that the baby will be born, it will be made comfortable while a decision is made. And, and you, you know, to normal people, you're like, a decision about what? That is a human being, and the more we accept this, this 
disregard for life, the more we are on the slippery slope to hell. I hope I was able to connect some dots for you guys. I've got way more than that, and I'm going to continue this uh, on the next shows. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Dr. Scott Barber on the Doctor's Lounge. This is America's Web Radio. I'll catch you guys next time. I'm out. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.